Hello and welcome back to Fix the Money Podcast, broadcasting from Vienna, Austria. We're looking at everything on how to fix the money and how Bitcoin might be the answer. I'm Yael Ososki reporting here, and I've got Nico Yilch uh, here in the studio. Nico. Hey, Yael. How are you doing? I'm doing splendidly. It's a new year. Uh, we've got a little bit of a price pump action on the on the BTC. Even the weather is nice here in Europe. Even the weather is nice. It's mild. So that's uh, that's good for, for many people who otherwise might be uh, shivering in the cold uh, considering those energy prices. Uh, for those of you listening, if you've subscribed, thank you so much. If you're listening just on the website, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Uh, it's also, Nico, it's a podcasting 2.0 compliant experience. Excellent stuff, man. So uh, if any of you are interested in joining the podcast 2.0 revolution, uh, you can head on over to uh, newpodcastapps.com or the podcast index. There are apps like Fountain, there's Breeze, Podverse. Uh, they actually have an embedded lightning wallet. And while you're listening to the program, you can set it up so you can send Satoshis. It's basically the most innovative thing to happen to podcasts ever. And it's a Bitcoin thing. It is a Bitcoin thing. And uh, it's very interesting to see the developers on uh, sort of the namespace and everything in the podcast index has been really interesting to follow. Uh, they were on in, uh, Mastodon before any of the uh, mainstream journos, I'll have you note. Yeah, but now everybody has left Mastodon a a again. So let's not, we, we're not even talking about Mastodon. I'm also not on Noster yet. So oh, is Noster we'll still there. a thing? You Noster is still a thing. Uh, just got a couple of notifications uh, while I was in the car earlier. So it is still pumping. We've got new clients that are being developed each and every day. Uh, it's fun stuff. Notes and other, um, was it notes and other stuff related by transmitted through relays is what Noster stands for. Oh, I see. Well, the thing is, I, in the end, it's just a, a different way of doing social media, right? It is, but in an, a completely uncensorable way. No, I, lo I love uncensorable, but in the end, it's still, it, it, I don't have the time. That's my, what I'm Well, the thing is, is Noster is a protocol, right? It's not, kind of like Bitcoin. It's a protocol, and that means that, yeah, you can have a Twitter-like client, but then you can also play chess. You can send encrypted messages to people. There's an entire world that, that is opening up before our eyes, Nico. Oh, okay, I get it. I get it. Okay, I'll have a look at it. Especially the encrypted messages is very interesting. Yeah, so it's, um, it's pub key, private key. You know, it's, if you all have a PGP email, which I know probably at least two nerds who listen or still use this, uh, or if you're verifying your downloads whenever you have any kind of Bitcoin software, which you should always do, uh, then you are using those uh, PGP codes. All right. Well, yeah, we're sitting here. It's the beginning of the new year. It's uh, January 16th, 16th uh, of 2023. Bitcoin has just pumped for the last four days. Um, I wanted to do a wild price speculation episode, but you have other plans. But let's can we can we just start with the price? Because all right, go ahead. Hit, hit people want to talk that. about the price, right? Bring up the charts. Um, well, first of all, we have to, we're, we're, we're going to, um, steal something from Are you doing the, the, the German, <laughs> the German podcasting experience. Um, geez, I know what you're, you're looking for and you're looking at all the wrong sites. Yes. Can you tell me the block, <laughs> the block time, block Zeit in German? Uh, sieben, sieben, zwei, 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 zwei. Seven, seven, two, 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 two. Yeah. At this moment. That's pretty, pretty. So... So this is something that, that like 
all the German uh, Bitcoin podcasts are doing. They're they're like timestamping their episodes with um, the block height. All but one, I always forget. Mm. Like in my in, in the beginning, the Germans listening to my German uh, podcast and YouTube channel would would always make fun of me, and now they just stopped and have given up on on that idiot who doesn't get it that he's supposed to do that. So now we're doing it for fun. We're doing it here. No. So well, you have a professional operation. You have you're recording things ahead of time. You're traveling. You know, so if you tell somebody you had a block height of five hundred thousand, <laughs> you know what? What does it matter for today? But I guess you know it, it contextualizes uh, sort of what we're discussing. So. It is actually for me. It's, I'm, I'm only saying talking about this because yeah, you're right. I, so, so for the German stuff, I do have I do have um, a couple of weeks between taping and and um, publishing. For the English stuff that that the people have been listening to, the stuff with uh, Jeff Booth, um, Chris Tyra, and then there's also Isabella Kaminska coming up, to, um, Greg Foss is coming up. Um, these these have been lying around for quite some time because um, I was not professional enough. But now that I that I have you, we'll we'll have one episode each week and we'll have a piece of writing each week on the Substack. So. That being said, it's it's Bitcoin US dollars is today is about almost twenty one thousand. It's twenty thousand eight hundred and fifty, and it's we've been going up twenty five, like almost thirty percent within four days. Do you have a, a theory of what's happening here? A theory of what's happening? Well, I think people got their first paychecks um, after Christmas. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> thing I would ascribe it to. I I don't have any other knowledge perhaps the institutions are waking up is kind of the meme uh it's a new year the fiscal year has reset so all of those losses were baked in and now companies are free to spend um i think you have a lot of plebs out there that are stacking very hard they got those first checks um it, at least in europe it'll be at the end of the month so maybe there'll be a little bit of a bump there uh th that's about my only theory i really don't know you tell me well, obviously, we don't know, right? As long as you're not manipulating the market yourself, you never know. And, and we're not manipulating the markets, I have to say, unfortunately. But um, I think there's a couple of things to look at here. And, and I, I try to not like, talk about the price so much. But as a media person, it's always interesting to see how quickly the narrative changes when the price changes. So in the last couple of days, I've seen articles like Mike Novogratz, who should not be listened to. When it comes to 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 oh no 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 I'm sorry it wasn't Mike Novogratz Mike Novogratz should not be listened to but um, <laughs> it was Scaramucci you know the the, the, oh, yeah. the ex Trump guy um, he's now talking about you know a new bull market fifty to hundred k Bitcoin within like three years which is ridiculous as a, as a as a prognosis um, and then there is there is uh, Bloomberg articles about suddenly. We're turning to FOMO again. You know, it's going up again. To be honest, in the end, probably while we're sitting here, this is going to be published in two days. We're, we're going to be probably, you know, down again, right? Because we're already pretty exhausted when it comes to the buyers. Um, but we've been going up for about 4K within four to five days. What is it? There is a short squeeze element absolutely here. Um, there is an element, and this is what I think. So there's two things I'd like to point out. Theory number one, peak pessimism. Have we seen peak pessimism? We have seen Peter Zeihan, the I think he's a historian. He's geopolitical expert. He's he's like the 
the hot shit, right? That, 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 that he's supposed to be super smart. He's on Joe Rogan, the most important podcast in the world, sitting there, having absolutely no idea what he's talking about with regards to Bitcoin. And, pro, pro, uh, um, and his, his like, um, lookout is a negative price of Bitcoin because he wants to, for some, there's something going on about carbon taxes. And he just, he basically, he wanted to virtue, virtue signal that he knows that, you know, um, orange coin bad, right? Um, and it was completely insane. And, and a couple of days later, we start ripping. Um, so if you look at it, I, I'm not saying this is the start of a new bull run because we don't know that. And we are going to probably test the lows again or even go lower than the lows. That's my personal opinion. But if you want to see this as the start of a new bull run, peak pessimism has been reached. We've seen the ECB um, writing countless articles of complete nonsense and fad about Bitcoin. We've seen um, Jamie Dimon come out calling it a decentralized Ponzi scheme. I don't know what that is even supposed to mean. There is no such thing as a decentralized. You can even either be, be decentralized or you be, you're a Ponzi scheme, right? If, if, if the, like, the original Ponzi scheme was decentralized, it wouldn't be even be called Ponzi, right? So, so there's that. And so that's the peak pessimism part. And the second part is the question, is Bitcoin signaling a shift in the market in the broader markets from risk off from um, higher rates? Is it, is it shifting? Is it already signaling a shift to um, easy money again? Because Bitcoin did react extremely well to the easy money of 2020. And, and you would, I mean, there's an argument to be made that this is what you should expect. If, if the, the, the central banks are pivoting, if the fed is pivoting back to, to, um, easy money, or at least back to, um, you know, rate hikes that are going to be more shallow than they've been so far. Um, and this has all been, all been coming because of uh, lower than expected inflation data from the U S. So I expect this, this, this is the two things I just wanted to talk about um, real quick. Okay, you're the money guy, market guy. I, th I think that makes sense. And uh, it's funny that you mentioned Scaramucci. So uh, I will, I, I, not that I'll see him, but I'll be in the same town as him later this week. I'll be heading uh, to the mountains of Davos uh, around the World Economic Forum. Uh, fear not, I don't have a ticket. I'm, I don't pay $50,000 to get into elitist events. Uh, we'll be hanging out um, sort of along the, the edges of the event. And the Financial Times, um, it's funny that you mentioned the decentralized Ponzi meme. They're having their entire event, Financial Times, huge newspaper, right? Big operation. Their event in Davos, their premier event, is called the Great Crypto Reset. And it's only <laughs> about essentially being bearish on Bitcoin and all of the crypto. Do you know cousins. who's coming? Do you know who's coming? That is a good one. I got denied from the event, uh, so. So you're not you're not coming. But do you know who is is Chimaima there? Uh, that's actually a great question. Let's uh, let's ask the Duck Duck Go uh, if we can get that. I, I did not get the final list, but the so, meme. There we go. So the Financial Times website, the crypto's great reset. Can it move from speculation to real world utility? And it's at the super expensive thing. They're in partnership with Circle. Uh, Interesting. They, they've launched their new Euro coin uh, a couple months ago, actually. Uh, still on. So we have uh, Jeremy Allaire, who's the CEO of Circle. Niall Ferguson. Amazing He's a good historian. Guy. He's a good guy. Niall Fer I, 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 can, I can recommend the last episode Neil Ferguson did with, um, with Tim Ferriss. 
Yeah, he's very good. And he's then, a Bitcoiner, absolute Bitcoiner. And then Katie Martin, markets editor at Financial Times. So that's your, that's your sort of expert panel. So the Financial Times is super interesting when it comes to this. First of all, this is a paid-for event, right? It's they're partnered with Circle because they're getting lots of money from Circle, so they're gonna be they're gonna be super. They're gonna go easy on crypto, right? Circle, or on stable coins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's so it's gonna be stable coins are good. Like crypto is also okay, and then there's but it's gonna be orange coin bad, no question, no question, because because you know Circle. What circle they are? They are backed by Goldman Sachs, right? They are they are the American equivalent of of well, basically tether. Um, I personally, I mean, this is also speculation, but I've always thought that a lot of the tether fat comes from from like um, competitors like Circle, probably, because they want part of the the, the stablecoin uh, pie. Um, obviously, I can't I can't um, 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 be sure, but you know, um, that the, the FT. I like the FT. I'm also going to. I'm planning on actually like subscribing to DFT because now that I have um, more time on my hands because I don't spend so much time on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, I can. And, and the thing is, they are going to be. Um, we are going to have different opinions on many different things, but that's a good thing. That's not a problem. And I do. I, I see that they have lots of um, um, like um, good good people there. They have uh, lots of expertise, and they are one of the most interesting newspapers in the world. I would consider them. So FT, yeah. But but I mean I'm gonna make a little bit of of, uh, of of a preview here. I talked to Isabella Kaminska. She was like the star there, and she left, and she talked about why she left and what and and and, and even you know what she thinks about Bitcoin now. She talked about that in in the podcast. And now that you say it, we're gonna probably you know publish it soon. There you go. Because now it's there's there's a focus on this again. So. So the FT is the FT. They are a super mainstream, well-connected mainstream newspaper. They they live off their connections to industry. They live off their connections to um, um, power and central banks. They they don't. For them, there is no incentive to be nice to Bitcoin because Bit- Bitcoin does not pay them or Bitcoin does not give them any access. Yeah, and you don't have any Bitcoin entrepreneurs that are, you know, spending money on advertising and everything else. It's, you know, the big banks. It's uh, a lot of these very centralized crypto protocols. Um, you you can bet that, uh, you know, people like Stellar and Hedera and, you know, all of the... All of these different types of tokens and coins, they're also there in Davos, and I'm pretty sure they'll have front row seats here. They're probably paying a good amount of money to be there. Last year, the, what I saw from like the the, the pics, it's like Polkadot, Pavilion, and Web3 this, NFT that. So they, they are really going at it. It's, it's, I personally, I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but personally... I don't really believe in the in the in the, the the big version of the Davos conspiracy. I mean, yes, it is interesting to see that many people who go there, you know, uh, make something of themselves and have careers. And absolutely, people who do have have big careers in politics are not there just because they are so smart. Um, sometimes they're there just because they're so dumb. But um, the Davos thing, it's 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 a drinking club. That's what it is. It's a drinking club. It's a drinking club, and it's also. I mean, yes, the. I mean, I've seen the the the, the speech that Klaus Schwab gave about gave about China, and of <laughs> course, that's. I mean, I oppose this one hundred percent. Yes, 
but I don't think that it's it's so important. It's it's a drinking club. It's just it's basically just an excuse for rich, like super rich people to hang out in the in the Swiss Alps in winter because who wouldn't want an excuse? And actually, it's not an excuse for the super rich people because they can always hang out in the Swiss Alps. It is is an excuse for the whole media circus, you know, and the Bloomberg, politicians, yeah, and the politicians, you know, Bloomberg sending uh, live from Davos all the time, and and you'll get some interesting interviews from there, you know. You're, I'm sure Ray Dalio will be there, Neil Ferguson. I mean, I really like Neil Ferguson. I actually did an interview with him a couple of years ago when he was in Vienna. He's a, I remember this. Yeah. He he speaks German. He. He studied in, I think, in Hamburg, um, and and uh, he's 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 he's, well, he's got a great book, The Ascent of Money. So the Ascent he, of Money. He has uh, studied a lot of the different currency issues going back in history. Uh, so, if, funny enough, though, crypto's great reset. You know, they're using the meme. Uh, way to go, FT. Are you using it like writing it as a, as a? That's the name reset? of the event. Is it a reset or is it a reset? Is reset. It... Okay. Yeah. So that's 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 how uh, you you'll 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 um, bring back some stories from Davos. I'll right? have some stories. Uh, if I find anyone interesting, I'll try to do an interview. We'll see. I mean, I'm again, I'm hanging out on the fringes. Uh, the main stage event is when you need that fifty thousand dollar ticket, which uh, I surely don't have. Uh, I just have an, an economy class flight to Zurich. So, <laughs> but uh, we have kind of our own events and things that we're running, uh, sort of on. Uh, Fiat job side. So that'll be very cool. Uh, but Nico, I wanted to uh, point back to some of the great content over on fixthemoney.substack.com. And you had a nice little prescient piece here. May the fireworks continue. Three trends in Bitcoin that will strengthen in 2023. So you got a number of these. And I think it's, it's good to uh, go through each one. You have some that are central to the stuff that you're always writing about or having interviews about. Um, one, two, three. Shall we start with number one? Absolutely. Number one is Ukrainians turn to Bitcoin. So this is um, obviously talking about how cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin specifically has been used by a tool. And uh, this is something that uh, has kind of changed for the better and uh, is, is a good positive thing for 2023. So I don't know if you remember, but Ukrainians or the Ukraine has been big on Bitcoin and crypto um, even before the war. The, the uh, Even Bitcoin Magazine, I think, opened their only um, office outside of the U.S., opened it, opened it in, in, in Kiev, in the capital of, of the Ukraine. And then when the war started, I personally was very, you know, especially here in Europe, I don't know how it was in the U.S., but here in Europe, these things... This, this was close, right? And it's still close. You can see it here in Vienna. You can see the people with, with Ukrainian license plates. All nice cars, by the way. I don't know what that, what's we, up with that. It, it's a meme. <laughs> so we have this meme here in Vienna that, that, that uh, because, because many of the Ukrainians who came here, or some of the Ukrainians who came here, seem to be pretty well off. And they came here in like huge SUVs, models that we we didn't know existed. <laughs> like, and then, what is that Mercedes Z Class? It's, it, is, 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 well, C Class. Well, I know about a C Class, but uh, but and then there was like some stupid conflicts between like rich Austrians in the, live in the inner city and the rich, rich Ukrainians who who you know would park in their parking garages and and. And the Ukrainians didn't have to pay for for parking for a while. I don't know if that has changed anyway. Uh, but like all these things, you know, um, 
the excitement has 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 worn off, and now it's just it's just we we got we got used to it. Um, Vienna has always been a melting pot, and we've had the the, the big refugee crisis in 2015 when when um, lots of people, lots of men came from Afghanistan, Syria, etc. And now it's actually the opposite. It's it's mostly women, you know. Um, and and these things are very basic stuff. So when you look at how this works, it's basically it doesn't matter if it's 2023 or 2000 or it's 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 like the 1500s if you are standing on the on the on the wall right looking out and there is a, a stranger coming if the stranger looks like you you're probably going to let him in if he doesn't you're going to have a problem and that's just where these res resentments come from still come from when it comes to 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 immigrants and and refugees from but back from home they they like bitcoin Hmm? Back home, they like Bitcoin. Well, but I, I was talking about the difference between like Syrians and and Ukrainians. Sure. But but yeah, yeah. So 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 you want to get me back on Bitcoin? Yes. Um, yeah, that's 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 probably a good idea. Fix the money is brought to you by Twenty One Bitcoin, the easy way to buy, sell, save, and send Bitcoin. Twenty One Bitcoin is a Bitcoin only app, not an exchange. There's no distractions. There's an individual savings plan. Very low fees first-class personal support, and a German bank account. Based in the Austrian Alps, it's available now throughout Europe. Download now using the code FIXTHEMONEY to get up to 20% off your fees over there on 21bitcoin.app. Not your keys, not your coins. You need a hardware wallet signing device. Check out the Bitbox O2. Swiss-made, secure, beautiful, open-source, Tor support, Bitcoin only, and an all-around outstanding product. Use the code FIXTHEMONEY on shiftcrypto.ch to get 5% off. That's the Bitbox O2, fix the money. Ukrainians have been big on Bitcoin before, and then immediately when the, when the invasion started, you, you started seeing stories from people um, getting out the money in Bitcoin. I already, uh, I, I've already foreshadowed this as well, but I have one episode... Um, with a young Ukrainian woman who told me all about this. And this really stuck with me because it's just to see, you know, um, its usage to help people in real time is a lot different than, you know, fantasizing about savings technology. I love savings technology, but, but if you really know, I mean, think about it. What if you had to leave your house within four days? What can you take, right? You can take, if let's let's say you you have a lot of stuff right you can take you know a couple bars of gold until it gets too heavy you can you know get you get your car so if i had a big car that would be the the, the first thing i'm taking that's why they show up here in vienna um how many fangochs can you really take you know um how many uh, what about your your stock right your stocks your stocks are with some ukrainian bank can you access them on the other side maybe maybe not right um, what about other stuff? You know, um, maybe the jewelry, of obviously. But in the end, Bitcoin is perfect, absolutely perfect for this because nobody, not even, not only can you transfer it, it can also not be confiscated. Um, but you can, you can, if you want, you can use it to to bribe some some guys at the Polish-Ukrainian border. Um, you can use it to buy stuff um, on the way, right? Because you, you'll find, even if you are not like. Digital, a digital native who knows how to deal with Bitcoin, you'll have somebody in your family and you find somebody in the other family that you're dealing with who can deal with Bitcoin. And it's not that hard 
to use it anyway once you get the hang of it. So I, I was really very positive. Then there was the other side of people sending money via Bitcoin and crypto to the to the Ukrainians to the the government basically to buy <clears throat> weapons and not even weapons I think they just bought like helmets and stuff like that and and that was also interesting and then there is the third like thing um, well that uh, uh, before you you end that point I mean there's um, a friend of mine Misha uh, he's Ukrainian he's been on the front line now for the last what ten months or something so he kind of because, yeah, there's a lot of money that's flowing in, but a lot of it doesn't always get to the front lines, you can imagine. I mean, there's still a lot of corruption within administration. It's hard to push money out. You don't say. Yeah. So he, he's actually had his own little fundraisers for his own uh, sort of troop. He's had fundraisers for, you know, bulletproof vest for his guys and then a, a Hummer and, you know, all these different things. And he had a thing up and he had a Bitcoin address and... You know, of course, I looked at this on the mempool and was able to find how much was coming in. It was a good amount. Um, I, it reminds me, I need to set them up with a BTC pay server so nobody can track that anymore. But, you know, individual citizens who are staying behind, some who are fighting, they're also using it. I mean, that's amazing. And, and the fact that you can, that you even have the, the power to do that, right, as an individual um, or as a small group um, is, is absolutely great. So this really gave me personally gave me some hope there uh, because people can use it in their daily lives. They can use it to help each other and, and to help themselves and each other. And, and then there was, of course, I think it was in May when the Ukrainian government, um, they decided it's now, it's now not a good time anymore. They want to, to prop up the Hydra or what's the, what's Harina the, or Harina, like this, yeah. I'm sorry, Ukrainians, but nobody knows how to, how to pronounce your, your, um, your currency. Just go back uh, to the Austrian shilling. You know, yeah, yeah, fine. yeah. <laughs> so, so the government actually banned the use of Bitcoin um, and crypto for for like individuals in order to to protect the currency. And this is a trend actually that worries me, and it's it's worrying me in, in many countries um, because it's um it's basically a version of the gold um, ban that the Americans had from 1933. It's like we can use it as a country, we can use it as powerful politicians, but you cannot use it day to day, right? You can you can you have to you have to get. I mean, it's not really easy to to ban that anyway. Um, it's actually impossible, but they are trying. So that's not positive. It's very negative. Um, and it's happening only, it's ha I think it's happening in Iran, it's happening in Russia. But in the end, you know, there's no way of, of enforcing these laws because of the nature of Bitcoin. But um, uh, for the Russians as, as well, I mean, they have been cut off. I mean, and I'm talking about like the normal people who's, who are not at fault for this war. They have been cut off from, from SWIFT, they have been cut off from uh, like Apple Pay and Visa. So I can only imagine how many turn to Bitcoin, and I'm 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 pretty sure it's a, it's it's a couple, right? Um, yeah. Point number two on your um, piece here from the Fix the Money Substack, um, this sort of a hopeful thing is Russia has floated the idea of accepting Bitcoin for oil. This is a big topic. This could be a whole episode. I know. Yeah. But, uh, so so let's let's I mean let's touch <laughs> it real quick. This could be a whole episode. We should do an episode on that. I don't think this is a hopeful thing though. Okay. This is not because because I don't like the whole idea of top down um, um, adoption. Adoption and 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 if it's top down adoption, I don't like the idea of Russia doing it because Russia is really not like um, in the position of of um, 
being very popular right now with with the world and if, if Putin you know goes there and says oh we're gonna use do Bitcoin now um, I mean the the, the German talk shows are going to have a field day with that. <laughs> uh, but in the end, I mean, it is neutral money. It is perfect for this. It's, it's, and, and Putin actually, he, 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 he talked about this even before the war. He said something about, um, yeah, he looked at crypto. They, all, they never, you know, say Bitcoin, right? Um, and he said it's not, it, it's, it's, not, it's not there yet to be used. But yeah, I mean, it was floated in, in, in the last year. It was floated by some guy from the energy um, sector, I think, maybe a politician, but somebody, somebody with some influence. And he, but he used it in a kind of almost comedic way, right? He said that um, with, with our enemies, we only trade in, um, in rubles, and I think gold and with our with our friends, they can pay in whatever they want. They can pay in Turkish lira, rupee, or even Bitcoin, right? So he he floated it. He actually said Bitcoin. He did not say crypto. I think. Interesting. I think. I think. But Bitcoin is for enemies. That's the idea. Yeah, but he said it was for friends. He said it was for friends. But yeah, I mean, it is for enemies because you can you can you, nobody can you know fuck you over with a Bitcoin transaction if you know what you're doing. Um, and I think Bitcoin will be. Um, part of at least part of like the energy question but there are so many political questions in there um, this is really something for for um, a whole episode right oh yeah we should do an, an episode about about that yeah that'd be good and there's a there's a couple good um, Russian expats who've left and who are in Ukraine now who are uh, sort of Bitcoin aficionados and sort of they understand more from the not that the media is very free and you have any good analysis, but at least there you have more of a an inkling about what could actually happen. Um, so the talking about your article here, may the fireworks continue. Three trends in Bitcoin that will strengthen in 2023. Uh, we obviously you mentioned Luna, you mentioned FTX. Uh, you've had some great live streams on that on the German channel. And uh, last point, I think is an important one, is that Bitcoin maximalism became a thing. And you say it's because of the uh, the so-called shitcoins and shitcoin bank casinos that has created more maxis than at any time in history. Yeah, I mean it's it's Bitcoin maximalism started out as a derogatory term coined by Vitalik Buterin, um, and and like so many times in history, you know the people um, affected by it just took the term and and tr- are not trying to 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 um, you know put a positive spin on it. I personally, I wouldn't be sitting here if I haven't decided at some point that I want to be somebody who concentrates on Bitcoin. My personal view is also, e- even if you only go into the whole thing with a trader's um, perspective, um, it's still better to just buy Bitcoin because it, it effectively functions as an index fund of the whole sector. So all the other coins, even if there is anything there, it finds its value in Bitcoin as a base currency, as a reserve currency of the so-called crypto sector. So I, I, I am of the op- of the completely opposite opinion of um, um, Raoul Paul, who famously said, you know, when it goes up, it's better to be in, in 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 altcoins because they go up quicker, and if it goes down, it's better to be in stable coins. So there's no reason to ever own Bitcoin. Um, he he said that, not me. Um, I I oppose this view. I think there is a good reason to always be in Bitcoin. So, so there's that, um, and that's. But I, 
I look at this from like the media mainstream perspective, and that's what I what what I meant with it became a thing. So there was the the, the now famous article with Corey Clipston from Swan Bitcoin, um, who was visited by the New York Times, and I, I think they even like took pictures of him playing basketball, which is like. I mean, come on, we've come a long way from, you know, you boiling the oceans, uh, uh, orange coin bed to Corey playing basketball in his in his backyard and talking about how he's a Bitcoin maxi now because he also like like all of us had other faces. Um, and 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 then there's they, they, they did the very similar thing here in Austria with their standard where they also talked about um, the Bitcoin maximalists, the church of Bitcoin maximalism, they called it. Um, and and they actually took me as an example, and I'm quite proud about that because because it's for me it's very important to um, if I talk even if it's only for for self preservation, right? If I talk in in in, in the media and I talk about Bitcoin as an expert, um, I cannot be even if I wanted to, I could not know what's happening with Luna, or Cardano, or IOTA or, or, or whatever. IOTA is a big thing in in in, in, in Austria and Germany, <laughs> and and what what have we really seen last year we've seen um i i think nick carter's a smart guy absolutely i think he's he's genuine in many ways i think he's his contributions um to the bitcoin space are relevant and valuable and um it's i have no problem with um being just have a, a different opinion on the maximalism thing with him. It's totally fine. But there's also other guys like this Udi guy, right? And, and, and others. Is he German? I think he's a German guy, isn't he? He might be Swiss. Okay. I think he might oh, be that Swiss, makes sense. but I don't know. Grüzi. <laughs> I've never, I've never seen, like, I've never seen him talk German, right? His, his name is, is, is a German name. But yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe. It's an accent too. Um, and, and doing like going around doing shows on the death of bitcoin maximalism and it's basically and it felt forced as well it felt very like uh, a forced narrative to to get people to buy shitcoins basically um, well either that or like you know follow me on twitter subscribe to my Substack. it seemed more like engagement farming than anything else no, but I mean, he was just a part of it. Um, and oh, of course, he was like, a part of all the different things. He had his FTX promo codes and all these different things. Now he's got a award on seed phrases. This is sort of the next thing that. Ah, uh, yeah, and self storage, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Self custody. Yeah. Self, yeah, I mean that's 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 ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I get where he's coming from. I get that that mass adoption will need, um, at at some level, trust in third parties. There will be. Custodians, there are already custodians, and we have many problems with that. But there are already custodians on the institutional side. But it's 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 um, people know how to how to trust a custodian. We don't have to teach people how to trust a custodian, but we do have to teach people that it's now possible to not trust a custodian and to trust in yourself. And I personally have a big problem with people who do not um, who do not believe that they're, that that they're fellow human beings have the capacity of of developing trust in themselves and just taking care of their own stuff right because that's basically the main the main difference between between um like collectivists and individualists the main difference between people who go down the authoritarian route and the route of liberty is that those who who choose liberty are only those who can imagine to take care of themselves right and 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 the others 
who cannot imagine to take care of themselves are trying to force everybody into a situation where they cannot take care of themselves anymore, and that is collectivism. Um, and I'll, I'll add to that. This is not. It won't be my first mention, but the Marxist idea of false consciousness plays into that. So what's the, that? So the idea from Marx is that basically the worker is so propagandized by the bourgeoisie, by you know, the powerful bankers, by the powerful capitalists, that he's not capable of thinking for himself. So that while he might say he's for free markets and he's for competition and he hates unions, that's just because he's been coerced and manipulated and propagandized to hold that belief. So it's a kind of uh, gaslighting, as it were, but I think this is practiced by many different people. I mean, obviously in the financial mainstream elite, but there are a good number of crypto type folks who fall into this as well. People are too dumb to be able to learn how to memorize a seed phrase or use some kind of backup. They're too dumb to do this. Just, you know, we have to have a little bit of faith in humanity because the ongoing project, uh, just looking at the debt numbers of uh, a couple of countries and and in the States, we're talking about raising the debt ceiling again, uh, all over again. You know, something blowing past $20 trillion. I'm you sorry, know, but... I there's got to the be whole, another way. I, I mean, why the debt ceiling? Now tell me about As it. As a journalist, I've had to deal with this every year because this is, like, literally, this is like Christmas. Every year you have this story. And the only reason I see, I can see that they, you know you wouldn't really abolish the debt ceiling is that that yes you can use it as leverage in in negotiations between the republicans and the democrats but you can also use it to remind people you know that there's a fucktal of debt we're in and at some point it will come home to haunt us just just a little reminder you know it's just like this little evernote or like uh, uh, apple reminder thing right and okay but 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 back to back to the, Wait, the but i have i can't uh, can't let you go on are we going to have it? Are we going to have the trillion-dollar platinum coin? Is that coming? Are they going to mint the coin? I, mean, I don't know. I, 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 this is also a yearly thing. I, 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 I looked into this, the, the trillion-dollar. So this is a legit thing that essentially they cannot just print a trillion dollars. But the mint through using metals like platinum can technically mint that coin and just add a trillion dollars of so-called revenue to the treasury that they can use to fund whatever they want. And th this is now being taken seriously, and it's being introduced in you know, various Congress people. Yeah, but they're doing this every year. I've been, ta we've been talking yeah, about the stupid yeah, trillion true. dollar coin every year now. So I don't know. But, <laughs> but back to the, to the Bitcoin maximalism, right? Yeah, I'll let you so, know when I get a trillion dollar coin. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I really think that if you... If you if you look at the world as something that just happens to you and something that um, needs to be organized in order that what happens to you is less offensive or whatever, you end up with all these things that we have today, starting with, with the climate stuff, um, going to the Vogue stuff, going to even the crypto stuff that we see with the likes of Udi and other people, right? We see we see this this movement towards um, basically centralized and government control, um, and opposing this is a new is a new breed of you know basically the sovereign individuals those that have been wrote, written about in the sovereign individual in the book. But now we have the technology for that. 
this is why Bitcoin is so powerful because you can use it. You can do something about it. If you, and, and I understand, I understand, I understand if you are, if you believe that, you know, the humanity needs to be organized in a certain way in order to, to avoid climate change. Um, and you, you, know, you break it down and then I mean, you, you end up with, right now in, in, this could never happen in the US, but in, in Germany and in Austria, we have this, this, this phenomenon of people, you know, gluing themselves to the streets um, in order to, to, to raise aware, awareness for, for, for climate change. But they, they are, their goals have been watered down so, so much that they only want to like reduce speed on the highways now, um, which of course annoys people. Which is their goal, but they look so. And these people who glue themselves to the street really have given up on the idea that they themselves can change anything about any anything, right? Mm. They just want society to do it for them. Oh yeah. Um, and and if you're not, if you don't get to the level of you know telling yourself, I can do this, I can do something then you will always be like these people. And, yeah. and Americans are probably a bit more aware about this, a bit more aware about this. Um, they are generally you know, less educated, but, more, but also less like, pampered by the state. So it really it, it balances itself out a bit. Yeah, you have, more, in, you have more entrepreneurs, you have less people reliant on the government overall, and they have bigger trucks. So if, uh, if ever there are a couple of people glued to the streets... Uh, I think they'll have an easier time knocking them down. Uh, yeah. Well, so, which, we, which we do not, of course. Uh, no, condone, do not right? condone. Uh, we're talking about fixing the money. It's know, also important but. that those, these people who glue themselves, um, you can e pretty easily remove them because they are absolutely not violent, and they will never like if you carry them off the street, they will never like revolt. Well, you've but seen I, what's happening at this coal plant or whatever in Germany. Like there, there's a lot of there's the, all the climate activists have descended upon this town, and you have the police going insane, and it's uh, it's next level, and uh, many more trends to come on that, uh, particularly when it comes to the yeah, greenies. but the, but that's like the, the fault line between people who want to take charge, who want to take care of their own lives and their families' lives, and people who don't want to, right? And that's why they will never understand. That's why you have studies about if you're a gym bro, you might also be a Nazi, mm. right? Because, because people who not, don't go to the gym, people who, who, who never lifted a weight in their life um, cannot imagine why you would be doing that, right? You must, be, you must be some evil person because you're trying to better yourself and they don't want to better themselves. And um, it... it it, it, even like the whole discussion about you know fat fat acceptance in the U.S. right? Uh, it's always a condition. It's never their own um, decision. It's 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 this thing, right? It's this thing, and this is reflected in um, crypto circles. It's mm. basically basically, and this is also one of my articles. Is is it's, you offer somebody um, who has seen this whole universe of crypto coins, and you offer them an easy way out because if you if you go to the Bitcoin route, you will have to take some um, percentage or some like some measure of, of of responsibility of your own life, and it will change you. In my opinion, in a good way. But people are afraid, and 100%. Udi is afraid. Maybe that should, we, should, we can we can put this as a, as the title of the episode. <laughs> Very afraid. Okay, there you go. May the fireworks continue. Uh, for our last segment, can we do? You want to do? Uh... 
Want to get down and dirty? Want to talk a little bit of Lightning Network? Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. cool. So we've got the uh, latest article up on fixthemoney.substack.com, getting down and dirty on the Bitcoin Lightning Network. Uh, so this is uh, just kind of going through some of the questions around Lightning, how it works, how it is used practically. Nico, you read through this. Uh, do you have any, uh, any thoughts that pop to your mind? Do you have any scathing criticisms for me? What do you think? Um, well, first of all, I'm, I'm happy to have you on the Substack and writing about these, stu- these things because you have this, this tendency to, do, um, to get into the, the down and dirty and get into the technical details that I lack a little bit. Um, and I think Lightning is fascinating. My, my, my main question would be like a very basic question. Do you think that we are overhyping the Lightning Network? Is it, is it because people who, who are really like, like, like in the development of the Lightning Network will tell you it's still very experimental. Then there was the whole strike is going to bring the Lightning Network to 800 million points of sale in the US and you can pay with Lightning at McDonald's and I don't know what, like Prada. That never happened, right? Well, that deal has been delayed, but it might come later this year is, is what uh, Jack Maller said. Okay. So uh, good question, though. Is it being overhyped? And it's true. A lot of the Lightning developers, uh, I'm thinking of uh, René Picard, who's the German fellow. Yeah. So he, he's also, uh, he had a tweet thread the other day, uh, not that you're on Twitter uh, much anymore, yeah. uh, just talking about like he's going to be much more critical of Lightning going forward. And I think it is an important thing to do. And I did. I'm not. I don't do this as an academic ex- exercise. I do it after running lightning nodes, trying to balance channels, seeing things fail. Uh, we went to um, there was a Vienna Bitcoin meetup over the summer uh, that was put together by the good guys over at uh, Twenty One Bitcoin, and I had hooked up my lightning wallet at home to Zeus, which is a great app, open source app. And I went to go pay, and I thought, no way this is going to work. <laughs> no way it'll work out in the wild, connected to Tor at home. And it went through, and I was really surprised. But the fact that I was surprised or that it was a question shows that there is a broader problem with Lightning. I think what we're going to see is you'll have very big custodial players. You'll have a lot of people who are using mobile apps. They'll use some of the services you don't have as many incentives anymore to be sort of a, you know, your self-sovereign pleb at home with your lightning node running on your Raspberry Pi. I think we always need that. I like, think, and I think the, these things are going to happen anyway. It's just, they're just going to be packaged. Yeah. You know, you have lightning nodes in your, in your water heater, basically. Oh, yeah. And, and you can do this. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is a lot, of, a lot of Bitcoin people tend to complicate things, particularly from a technical perspective. You don't really need to do Raspberry Pi on this and that. You just have like an old laptop that's just sitting there. And you could, you know, use Citadel or use Umbral or use Embassy OS. You can use any of these apps, just download, and you can get your Bitcoin Core node running, get it hooked up to Lightning, and then you're able to use it, and it works fine. You have to open up channels. I mean, there's some great Austrian pleb entrepreneurs who use Lightning every single day. And they're selling all types of different products. They're getting things out of the door. I mean, there's so much innovation and entrepreneurship that's happening. But I think it's just people, when they hear about the technical requirements or that you got to do everything by command line, I think it throws some people off. And it really doesn't have to be like that. So I think we will have lightning 
sort of how the Americans are doing it with Cash App. So Cash App is a very popular pay app that you use in the States to pay your friends or your cleaning lady or whatever. And you can buy Bitcoin there and send Bitcoin via Lightning and receive via Lightning. And it's being integrated into that. So you have 50 million Americans who could be using Lightning tomorrow. Uh, do they have the incentive to do that right now? No. Do they have the education? Not yet, but they could. And I think that's something that we'll see. Unfortunately, because we, we have financial regulatory walled gardens, this stuff will have to happen block by block, EU, US, Canada, unfortunately. It's actually so funny. Um, so I'm doing, reluctantly, I'm doing a deep dive on central bank digital currencies again these days. And it's so funny to see, like, you, as, even as an argument, you know, the argument would be, 150 central banks and worldwide are working on central bank digital currencies. And I said, yeah, but they're all working on their own version of it. And, and it makes absolutely no sense. It, so, so basically, I love thinking in first principles. I also love thinking like under, like, is it, is it a word, undercomplicate things? Or down, yeah. down, down, simplify. Simplify things, right? So one, one of the things that, that simplifies the Lightning Network for me are two things maybe. First, um, you can use it to show Bitcoin to people. Yes. So I, I, I would like tell people to install Wallet of Satoshi or Moon all the time because people would trust something that would come out of the, the app store. It's, and then you just, I, I can scan their QR code and I can zap money over and it works instantaneously and it's kind of magic, right? Um, this is great because even even for us, we are fortunately we're not in the Ukraine and not in Russia. But even for us, this gives us some day to day use. You know, I go out for pizza with my guys. Uh, one guy pays the other, pay him in Lightning, right? Um, or or I don't know. Um, you have a fitness coach uh, somewhere else, you pay him in Lightning. Stuff like that, and. That's the one thing. And the second thing that more, goes more into the mac macroeconomics is this very interesting article by Nick Batia who talks about the lightning, basically the lightning fees that you would receive as, as this kind of natural rate of interest within the Bitcoin network, which makes a lot of sense, to be honest. I mean, the routing fees or? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I need to have, to, I, I would have to uh, get into that and read it again in order to, 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 we should get him on the show. I had him on the, on the German podcast in English, obviously I can, I can link that. Um, he's great. I, I, I think Nick is, is one of the, the smartest guys when it comes to, to talking about, talking about Bitcoin from a, from an economics perspective and his book layered money. I recommend it a lot because it's, it, because, because it is not very technical. Yeah. And so that's, that's lightning for me is, is, is this, development and the questions for me are is there going to be another layer you know because we, we don't know yet is there going to be another layer that's that's even better than lightning is there going to be a second a third layer that we can use I, I don't know I one thing that I do think is great and we talked about this like in the beginning and this could also you know give us a nice a nice end to the episode is that with lightning you have Genuine innovation in the in the media sector with podcasts. You have genuine innovation. I mean, even if you are like a streamer, you should absolutely be enlightening. You know, um, there's a stacker news that's sort of like a Reddit alternative where people are stacking sats and 
you know, liking different comments and people get sat sent to their wallets, like that's being used right now too. It really shows you that Bitcoin is the native currency of the internet, something we talked about in our last episode. Um, and it's, it's, and this is great. And, and we're only at the beginning of this, I think. And I've, I, I remember doing, um, an interview, like even an event, I think it was, the, I was hosting an event. So when I was a journalist in 2017, I would do uh, work as a moderator, as a host, right? And they would, they would book me for this event for their ICO. So there back then I was not a Bitcoin maxi. I didn't even know what a Bitcoin maxi was. I didn't know much about the whole thing. I knew that they were doing an ICO and they were planning. It was, I think on Ethereum, it's a team out of Graz here in Austria and they were planning to do something with streaming money, right? So exactly what, what, what we're doing now in podcasting 2.0 and Lightning. They were planning to like, you're not paying, you're not paying. If you park your car, you're not paying for like half an hour. You only pay every minute a little bit, right? And to their, um, I, have, I have to say that these guys, they actually canceled their ICO after they found out that ICO is a total scam. So I have to... That, Good to, on them! Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually canceled. I think they sent back all the money that they that they raised, and the project never, the project never materialized because now we know that you can't just do this. Uh, you can do this from a technical perspective, but you always need the economics so people would actually use the stuff. Right? Economics, yeah. And and to the point of Bitcoin maximalism, you know, who's what, what's what's. Don't, never forget why altcoins exist. Altcoins exist. To, to get your Bitcoin. They exist because the people who are running the altcoins know that they, they only want Bitcoin, you know? I mean, if, if you are Charles Hoskinson and you printed a bunch of Cardano, do you th really think that this stuff is valuable in any way? That you, I mean, would you, would you, if you printed this out of thin air, you, you would ne never put your, put your money in there, right? Mm. Um, that's why Vitalik Buterin is always so good at selling the top. And even the, there's even a video about the, the, the Ethereum Foundation selling the top. Um, okay, let's not even get into this too much. <laughs> uh, but I think that's good. If you guys want to learn more about that, it's over there on the Substack. And if you have questions or suggestions, um, I believe you can email fixthemoney at substack.com. That email works, right? I believe so. I think so. Yeah, I think that forwards. Uh, so yeah, there's uh, some good technical, you know, questions in there. There's some examples. There's some great open source projects that are doing great things, bringing lightning to people, offering solutions, and uh, you can get those instantaneous payments. You should absolutely read it. Yael is, is great with these things. He knows he knows his stuff. And let us know. We can open up a channel to you there if you're getting started on the Lightning Network, uh, learning more about getting those uh, routing payments and all those payments sent through your node. So it's a lot of fun. It's very enjoyable. And there's a lot of great people who are building amazing products that are just getting better by the day. And uh, Noster, by the way, they do use Lightning as the payment source. So you can, you can send anyone on Noster a Lightning payment immediately. It's great. Wonderful. We'll get you there one time. I mean, this should absolutely be implemented in Twitter. Yes. And we, we have it only if you have a custodial strike wallet. Remember, I tried to get you to set that up with like a VPN and things. Uh, so it's not there yet, but we'll see. Uh, maybe next time we, we sit down and chat, we'll talk about Twitter coin. Uh, we'll see if that time comes. <laughs> Is that a thing? Oh, no, you haven't seen the Twitter coin? Uh, oh, yeah, there's a whole graphic about it, too. No, but he... T I mean, it's not announced, but they're in development of a in-app token. Yes. Oh, for fuck's 
fixing. And that is Fix the Money, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Uh, Nico, it was a pleasure to sit down and chat with you again. Uh, Look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you for coming by, Al. All right. Have a good day. All right, you too. Bye.